Welcome to Adaptify. I'm Mike, I'm a paraplegic from New Zealand, and it's my mission to find the Adaptifiers of the world. People who have overcome challenges and found new, creative, interesting ways to be free despite needing to use a wheelchair for their mobility. Welcome back to the Adaptify podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. Have you checked out Adaptify.com yet? And in particular, our social media pages where you can comment, like, tell us what you think about our content, tell us what you think about our products, share ideas. You can join us in this community to help increase freedom for wheelchair users and others with adaptive needs. We'd love you to be part of this mission of ours. Today's guest is Sebastian Weston, and he represents everything good about being in this adaptive community. He's hilarious. He provides how-to videos. He's from Sweden, uh, and he just has a, a really unique way of uh, looking at uh, the world. He's a master of mindfulness and meditation. But on the other side, he's also an adrenaline-seeking para-bobsled guy. He loves to go fast, and he doesn't take life too seriously. He loves to have a whole bunch of fun. Sebastian, otherwise known as Loop Whoop, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show today. Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, so your uh, your Instagram uh, name is Loop Whoop. Uh, how did you yeah. get? How did you come up with that name? And and what significance does that have for you? A uh, long time ago, this was 2011 or 2010. I was thinking of, I was, I like started to, I wanted to create my own uh, website and I wanted to start to writing and uh, things. And uh, I was thinking of an al- uh, like alias and I was thinking, um, and then uh, when I was young, I need to jump back to when I was young, I was uh, 10 years old, 11 years old, maybe. Then I remember I, I had my name, but I was like, mm, I need a symbol that represents my name. Not only my name, because I want the symbol that is me. Mm. So I started skissing on a paper, like, and I made like uh, two loops and then like uh, a line in between the loops. Let's say it's two loops and a line. And uh, and that was, I was like very proud at 10 year old, like, ah, that, that's my symbol, you know. And then when I was at work, I worked as a, uh, like in a printing, uh, a small printing firm with like uh, design and uh, advertising and all these uh, plotters and uh, printers and all these things. So I worked there and that, and then suddenly like I saw the symbol when I was thinking, like I saw the visualize the symbol. I was like, boom, I, ha- I didn't, I haven't thought about my symbol, the symbol of me for like super long. Uh, the symbol uh, came, I saw it visually and I was like, loop and then whoop, you know, so it's two loops and then it's whoop, the line is like bouncing off from the loops, right? So it was it's like loop whoop. And uh, since then I uh, I used it, so I think it was 2011 or, or 12 or 10. Well, it's, it's certainly memorable. And, and I think from what I see on your social media presence, it's, uh, it's kind of an apt name, it suits you well. So, uh, uh, t- tell us a little bit, tell our listeners a little bit about uh, you know, how you ended up joining this adaptive community and, and sort of what was your life like before you were a wheelchair user? Um, my life before, uh, I uh, I was working out a lot, like with calisthenics and uh, working lots of my, on my mind, like meditating a lot and uh, working out a lot and uh, starting to learn about uh, diet, well, diet, you know, uh, health, basically overall health in every level. And uh, I worked on this print this printing firm, as I said. But I I quit and uh, and I uh, terminated my apartment lease. And uh, and we went to India, me and one friend. So I injured myself in India. So what I did, like for the moment before I injured myself, is was I was in India and backpacking and these kind of things. So that was. Like I, we had two pair of underwears and uh, a hammock, and that's how we live uh, right before I injured. Wow! So you you were on a well, I guess the term pilgrimage maybe maybe uh, maybe not far off from the truth, but you were you were exploring your body, mind, and spirit, and you're in India, and and then all of a sudden, uh, I, I just assumed that something happened. What 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 changed? 
I I fell I fell off. Uh, we were like on the roots of Himalaya, like somewhere in, on the chain up in northern India, and uh, yeah, so I fell from uh, a little uh, path, like we were walking on a path. Tell me how far you here, Miguel, because I have to take a leak here. You you have to go to the bathroom. You're saying? Yeah, but you're still here, me, so it's okay. <laughs> Well, cool, man. I can still hear you. So, yeah, you, this is this is a first for the Adaptify podcast. Uh, a, a guest uh, going to the bathroom uh, live. Yeah, well. Yeah, well you, <laughs> so, so what give, does it matter? No, it doesn't uh, matter. So, so to give some, um, and this is, I guess, what I what I like about you, Sebastian, is uh, is this very down to earth and and uh, almost quirky personality which is which is fantastic and you, you seem to make fun of of every situation which which i imagine actually probably helped you along in your journey with your spinal cord injury is that is that fair to say yeah 100% you know, i try to i think uh, humor and uh, comedy it's uh, important tools i think uh, to just keep life flowing you know not take uh, things too seriously i think it's uh, if you can make a joke of it then nice have a laugh and move on you know it uh, helped me a lot to to just live you know you you obviously you found yourself in some sort of hospital in india and and i'm just assuming you had some sort of travel insurance to help you help you get back to sweden is that correct uh well no because uh, my insurance uh, it was uh, one week too little so we had been there one week too long so my insurance, uh, when we called them, they basically left me to die. Like, that's uh, not what they said, but they said uh, we called the uh, rescue in Sweden and they said the host insurance is like, uh, fuck, it was one week ago, it ended. I had, like, insurance for, uh, was it two months or something? Uh, I don't remember exactly, 45 days or 60 days or what it was. So, uh, yeah, so it was one week too old, so it was kind of hustle to to get away from India, but, uh, yeah. So, t- tell, tell, tell me about that. What what happened? So, you, you fell off a, a, a walking trail in the Himalaya and, you know, what, what, what were your injuries like? What, what, what did you, what did you injure? Well, I fell seven meters and uh, when I landed, I uh, broke my uh, spine, like I, I got a complete uh, spinal cord injury from TH12 level. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of low. It's uh, just under my belly button. So it's uh, like a kind of good injury. It's kind of luxury for what it could be because it's slow, right? Yeah, for sure, uh, and I understand that as a T10 paraplegic. But you know, you're 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 obviously lying there, and your your companions going, "What the heck do we do?" So, talk us through talk us through what happened next. Uh, well, do you want the long story, detail story, or the short story? <laughs> give, give, <laughs> give give me the, uh, the 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 short story with a few details. Okay, well. Uh, the ambulance and the ambulance uh, could only bring uh, what's it called, uh, like something I can lay on up to the trail. And uh, five Indi- five drunk Indian uh, the guys came and uh, I took around his neck and he we climbed up uh, like a mountain uh, and the trees and up to the trail where they could put me on my my friend that they came from my childhood friend that we came from uh, Sweden he, he contacted everyone uh, or he called the ambulance and then we helped we walked the trail to like a well I wouldn't say ambulance I would more say like a a, a wagon uh, well a car uh, uh, what the fuck is it called a van with a red cross on the side right mm. so they and then we came to a, like a garage. I think that was like the devil's pit or something. It was insane. So, so what were you uh, thinking? They, what were you thinking with these drunk guys in this van? What was going through your mind at that time? Well, I, I was pretty cool about it. Like the first thing when I injured myself and I I, I fainted for like five seconds and I woke up on like uh, on the on the ledge to another. I fell maybe seven meters and then I fell, I was on the ledge to a 10 meter drop. So I was like laying there very luckily before this drop. So uh, the first thing I did, I started focusing on the stars because I realized that I couldn't feel my legs uh, right away. So I was like, okay, uh, maybe 
yeah, nice stars today. Like I didn't even think. I just watched the stars and like, wow, it's fucking beautiful. Uh, and I smiled to the stars because like it was insane. Like up there, two thousand five hundred meters up, it was dark, quiet. You know, so many stars, so bright stars, and yeah, it was really, really nice. And uh, we were. I still. I started joking immediately when we were on the trail. I joked like. I almost fell off the fell off the what's what is it called when you lay on like ambulance bed or what the fuck you call it? A stretcher. I almost fell off. A, a, stretcher. Yeah, a stretcher. Yeah, the yeah. stretcher. So I almost fell off the stretcher and I was like, hey guys, look at me, I'm almost flying here. And they're like, oh shit, like oh because I was you know 45 degrees the stretcher was, so I almost fell and yeah, we started joking immediately me and my friends and it was pretty chill. I like I never. At that moment, I, we had been in India for uh, two months and we had meditated a lot, you know, and so my mind was super clear. It was like, uh, I'm kind of just trying to reach the state of mind I was at then, like those uh, last days there. And because it was, uh, it was uh, very, very clear and focused and felt very true somehow and uh, very humble and I never lost faith, you know, I never thought I would die, even though it took uh, 50 hours to, or 44, 50 hours something uh, to get to a real hospital before we got any help at all, basically. They, uh, and they had to fly to India, but, uh, so I never lost faith. We were joking and I didn't even pee for uh, 50 hours, like, and, uh, yeah, so it's we didn't. My friend was everything. He was the lawyer. He was the contact to, to the outer world. He was my nurse. He went to the pharmacy to buy me uh, some like the water drip that he put into my arm and <laughs> things like this. So, yeah, but I never lost faith. I don't know why. I was just so clear and uh, had so much. Uh, I don't know. I just never lost myself there. Know, it was, uh, how, how did you how did you manage the pain? Because surely there was a whole bunch of pain. Ah, uh, not so much, not so much. It was. Uh, it could be worse. I, I'm not sure why, but I almost didn't feel any pain. And when I felt pain, I just uh, stopped feeling it somehow. I don't know how, but uh, I did not feel pain. I feel more uh, joy from all the jokes and with my friends and. It sounds to me as though you have a tremendous amount of control over your mind and that, you know, that practice that you, you did before, you know, falling off the trail there held, you know, really came into its own when you were, you were dealing with this traumatic experience. Would you, would you agree with that? And, and for, for those listening that, uh, that, that had a different experience, you know, what, what, would, you, what would you say to that? Um, that experience that you had. I mean, would you attribute, would you attribute the the mindfulness that you'd been doing to to your ability to cope with such a traumatic uh, um, experience? Uh, a lot of it, uh, for sure. But it's you know not uh, everyone that injures herself gets the pain. Like as uh, someone who uh, injures, I heard stories like there's so much in pain, but. I don't think I even got the pain, you know, like uh, physically I didn't get the pain. Uh, so it was not, uh, it was not like I was fighting uh, the worst pain in the world. It was like, like it came a pain and um, so it was not super much pain. So I can uh, understand if, um, if I was a bit uh, unluckier in that situation, there would probably be a lot more pain and it would not be as easy. So I think, uh, but I think uh, definitely because before it started, I think I started with these things like four years before I injured myself. And uh, I put like one, probably one year I put only on these things. Like I isolated myself, uh, like I started doing drastic changes in my life and uh, and uh, worked a lot. I started listening to Alan Watts. I started with him and listened to all his things and started reading uh, books and uh, meditating a lot. And I think these things... Uh, like they came to use when I needed it the most, like when I injured myself. Uh, and mm-hmm. especially in India, I think there's where I got of all these, uh, these four years, I, the most of what I got, I got from India, from, uh, from mentors and other people. And uh, just from being there in, in that uh, situation and living like we did. 
So I think uh, mind over ma- matter, I think for sure. And I think we have so much potential inside of us that we can make use of. But, it, you know, it's a skill. It's you don't. Maybe we had it when we were super young and small and innocent and pure. But, uh, you know, I think uh, like our personality and uh, who we are, it's uh, like it's a craft or it's an art. Like uh, a friend said, Anthony Gonzalez said uh, uh, that our personality is our greatest work of art. And I truly believe that we can uh, like uh, kind of take control of who we become instead of being a like becoming a victim of uh, the environment uh, molded me and people around me molded me like more that uh, when we have this aim that uh, we want to be someone or become someone then we can like uh, we can become that but we and we it is yeah it's a mind over matter you know and we work on that it's a skill it's not something we get just like that for free so I'm interested to to learn about some of the some of this practice that you're 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 continuing to do and some of the resources that you use, but I'm also I'm quite keen to know what what if any moment drove you to uh, to take this path you know before your accident what what was it that made you decide I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into the human psyche and and, and learn about all this uh, meditation. Uh, suicidal thoughts uh, for sure I was uh, I was uh, thinking a lot about uh, suicide and uh, and uh, when I was gonna do it I, uh, these thoughts came to me I was I sat there uh, on a bridge and uh, I was gonna jump and uh, when I was gonna jump it was like why am I gonna jump like bef- before I before I was going to end myself, you know, then uh, I, I wanted the answer, like, what's the real reason? Okay, because I just, I'm kind of spontaneous guy, but so I was there and I asked, why would I do it? Because I'm not happy with myself. But I had been that for er, earlier, but I lost myself someone in late teenage years, like 19, 18, around there, you know. Mm. And, uh, and and then the second question was like, these questions came like, ding, ding, ding. And the second was like, uh, so can I do something else than doing this uh, radical thing that I'm thinking of doing, you know? And, uh, and the question and the answer to that came like instantly again, that yes, I can try to become uh, a me that is happy with myself. So the third, third thing I said was, okay, I'm going to try to become like uh, a happy version of myself. And I gave myself like a deadline of one year. So I walked away like a new, I was like re reborn then because I was like, Fuck, it felt like I could, that was the answer. I just had to become like a, a happy version of myself. And I, I knew that it takes work. And then I started like change, I started helping strangers. That was like one of the first things I, if I saw like an old lady need help with plowing snow or with the, the car door because it has been jammed or something like this, then I, I held open doors for, it was always these older ladies that got my help like this. Uh, strangers and I gave, started giving compliments to people if I like uh, for example I, I saw a, a girl with blue hair in the supermarket mm. and she was in the at the cashier and I and I looked oh, wow what hair and I said I really like your hair it's really nice and she started smiling so much I it was one of the happiest smile I've still today seen in my life mm. and she became so happy and thanked me so much I like I like she lit like the sun and I was like all the way out from the store, I looked at her. She looked at me and smiled so much. So that like changed my life forever. I was like, wow, did my words, one compliment, just do that? Like she got so much happiness from that. And I was happy probably for a week, like almost only thinking about how she looked when I said that compliment, you know. So I started helping uh, strangers and giving compliments. And then I started reflecting like, uh, because uh, like, like with my closest friends then that I, I, I was with people that I I kind of uh, ditched some people because I realized that they are bad for me, and mm. but with the, my real friends or like my childhood friends and I, when I said something and I noticed that they like had a negative reaction to it, then I started reflecting. Boom! What did I say and why did I say? It? Because I didn't want to hurt my friends, right? It could be like. You know, like with the teenagers can oh you fucking idiot like this and people say like that. Then 
I was the same. I said something. Ah, you fucking twat like that. It, I'll, not. It's a joke, but it still can hurt someone if you can see on their reaction, right? So mm-hmm. when I saw a reaction that was like negative to something I did, then I reflected. What did I say? Why did I say it? Like, and I started reflecting a lot and writing down a lot, like because I did not want to hurt my real friends, right? Mm-hmm. So why would I do something that did hurt them? So I started like uh, changing these things slowly and habits and, you know, and that's, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> it's a lo- long, uh, it's a lot of things that I started, but it started from there uh, for sure. Well, I, well, thanks for sharing that, man. That, I mean, honestly, that, that is <laughs> to, to go from, uh, you know, the, the brink of, you know, throwing yourself off a, off a bridge to end your life, like being on that very, very fine line and then, uh, and then seeing an insight at that moment and then totally changing your course of life is is quite quite miraculous and um, it's it's actually really interesting when you have really intense life experiences and and spinal cord injury is definitely one of those moments where you you realize some some truths and you it's a, it's like it's almost like a reset it's a reset yeah. button. And, uh, you know, I've, I've spoken to a lot of people that said, well, actually breaking my neck was the best thing that could ever happen to me. Now, you know, on the, on the face of it, that, that seems crazy, but to, to have an, a life changing moment and, and then get some insight from that, it can be very, very valuable. Um, so the insight that you gain from breaking your back, what, what, what sort of insights did you get from that, um, experience? Did it just build on what you already knew to be true, or did it, um, you know, or, or was there sort of no effect on on the change of your your mindset? No, it uh, it definitely was one of like the big uh, springboards. Uh, like uh, as you say, like it was the best thing in uh, in my life. As you pro- uh, spoke with some tetras, and uh, it is uh, definitely one of the like it's it sounds so kind of whack but it is definitely one of the best worst things that happened like mm. because uh, in, in my mind uh, from one of those things it took a leap like a super leap up like with the especially with the gratitude uh, much more grateful and uh, realizing because i thought uh, i was immortal and uh, wasted a lot of time earlier and uh, and didn't take responsibilities not at all like i just uh, <laughs> i kind of just trusted life you know i just like i never thought about things never took responsibility it was like eh, life always help, helps me it has been helping me for so long now and that's also one of the things that came with earlier that it felt like the life was giving you help to if you want if you did like if I had a, a good path of like, or like a pure path for myself, then the life was giving me what is the fucking words I'm searching for, but like wind that helped me to go mm, that way mm. and giving me nudges that you're on the right way, you know. So I trusted that fully. But after uh, injury, and I started taking it, uh, responsibility and uh, and uh, self discipline. Like I worked a lot of my self discipline. I'm still uh, because I'm such a uh, like an uh, addict personality i when i start something i just go all in like if i drink two beers i'd rather drink 10 more beers like for example if i had a snooze liquids like swedish malt tobacco mm. i can't take one without taking like okay i need to do it for a week if i start gaming if, uh, and all these <laughs> bad things you know it's just <laughs> i and uh, you know, it's uh i'm just like that so i really try to use uh my uh, all-in mode uh, on, on good things and not on wasting time. And, and that's when I injured myself uh, with the uh, uh, gratitude. Uh, I also realized that oh, life is so finite and I have so much I want to do and I don't want to die yet. I Okay, don't get me wrong now, but I'm kind of looking forward to die because that's like the that's my ultimate goal, to die in peace. But mm. it's going to be in the future. I don't want to die now. Not at all. I want to live, but I want to live so fucking much that I can die in peace, if that mm. makes sense, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, so that's like uh, that the time is finite and uh, I, I need self-discipline uh, to 
to create and do all the things I want to do to, and to give myself the opportunities and to get the opportunities, you know, to, to do stuff. Because if I'm lazy and uh, I don't do shit, then I end up in these bad spirals that I sometimes do, but I'm much quicker to get out of them then uh, I'm not going to get anywhere, you know, and I have, if I waste myself, I hate feeling like a waste of myself, right? If I end up in a bad loop, like I eat shit and I don't work out and I waste my time maybe on gaming or whatever. And uh, after a few days, I feel like shit. I feel so terrible. It's like fucking hell. I almost get mad and then I get back on track again because uh, <laughs> I just feel like, you know, I feel like a wasted version of myself those days. Like, fuck, I wasted myself for three days. So now I have three less days to live, you know. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> a friend of me always says, like, time you enjoy wasting is not wasting time. But, you know, like, oh, it's there's a balance there, you know. It's a balance. Love is balance, and balance is the key, you know. And, yeah, so I just overdo things. That's my point there. I overdo things. So it seems to me, look, I understand completely and I'm, I'm the same. I'm, I'm obsessive yeah. and, uh, you know, <laughs> balance hasn't always been my strong point. I, I go to, to the extremes, you know, yeah. and, you know, but, but the thing is if, if you have a goal to do something, you know, that's spectacular and, you know, it actually demands going to the extreme, you know, like, you know, <laughs> If you if you want to be the best in the world at something, uh, you know you, you really do have to dedicate all that time and and have single minded focus. Um, mm. And and same token, you know what we're what we're attempting to do with Adaptify has so much uh, good intention and so much value to the world that I'm just really really focused on it and. And I think that's good. I think the, the key is to find those things that really excite you and and also have a, a positive influence on on yourself and and the world. And then, you know, and then it's easy to stay on task and stay focused. Um, but you know, the other thing too is you know having a, a you know binge on gaming or a, you know go go partying for a few days. I mean, that's that's okay. It, it you know, it's it's about like you said to balance things. Sometimes you need to understand what's not good for you in order to know what is good for you. Um, you know, so in, in in your case, what what are what are some of the what are some of the productive uh, things you know in your life at the moment? What are, what are some of the things that you're working on? Uh, it's uh, a lot of music right now. I want to. Okay, I will tell it now. I I haven't uh, really wanted to tell it before, but uh, I'm working on uh, like a a song, a keep it wheel song, and it's gonna be the bomb, I think. <laughs> Hopefully, but uh, so I'm working on that. And but it's always like I have a, lots of music. I I have a few more music projects that I'm working on, and all at the same time. I'm a, I'm a, also a jump. You know, I go all in, but I freaking jump from all, from all over the place. Like uh, I can uh, play guitar. And then suddenly, okay, I want to juggle bananas, and I go juggle bananas, and then I, I mean, this in the in my closet in my so-called studio, <laughs> like my girlfriend's uh, walk-in closet, where she has all her clothes and uh, or mine, some of mine as well. But I there have the microphone, good uh, sound observation, and I do that, and then I work a little. I have my homepage, which I'm uh, now I uh, do the seminars, like uh, have uh, speeches and. Uh, I want to more use my wheelchair instructor, uh, my wheelchair instructor skills. Like I want to make that bigger. I want to do it more often because now I do it a few times a year. And I'm, I'm like right now going this mentorship, uh, or it's like the Norwegian uh, wheelchair special forces that I'm uh, right now in this group. And we're like uh, training us uh, to become uh, really good uh, instructors in spinal cord and wheelchairs. So I want to do that more, so I'm working on that as well. And then I have with a friend, we have a company where we optimize uh, engines for like trucks and uh, wheel loaders and cars and uh, everything. Mm. So uh, these kind of things, it's just uh, so you've got. And a, you've, I work out now, so, yeah. you've got a few, yeah, you've got a few things, <laughs> a few things on the cards there. You know, how how did you find? You know, once you, you came back from India to Sweden, you know, you got sort of fixed up. And then, how did you find the transition back into life in Sweden after being in 
such a contrasting country being India and then coming back, you know, as a as a wheelchair user. What what was that time like? And how did you how did you get through that time? Uh, it's a crazy contrast, right? I was uh, the, as free as you can be in India with two pair of underwear, one hammock, you know, and sleeping wherever you wanted, uh, fucking waterfalls or in a monastery or in a guest house or mm. out in the uh, somewhere, you know, with the apes somewhere in the fucking dung holes and yeah, whatever, you know, and and uh, and then suddenly boom i'm in the hospital i am paralyzed from my belly button and down and i'm in a wheelchair and i can sit for half an hour before the nurses get crazy and bitch slap me into <laughs> so until i fall asleep you know and these things so it was super contrast but uh, the hospital was uh, i really liked that because it was so nice people there like the nurses we all got along really well and we were joking and talking deep stuff and you know i was a uh, having fun, I was learning, so I could sit up for half an hour. I was always, you know, uh, trying to do more than I was uh, allowed to. Like if one nurse came and, oh, you can only sit for half an hour. Yeah, but I, I haven't sit today. And then the nurse before, no, I sit for half an hour, but they didn't speak to each other. So I could like fool them that I hadn't sit. So I could sit for longer times and well, really <laughs> fun, you know. <laughs> so I always like try to push uh, the limits uh, all the time. Like if they said, uh, and then they moved me to another hospital in the north, like from when the like acute uh, period was over, like after a month or something, I went up north. And they asked, have, what have you done? I have done everything, I said. And have you done transfer without uh, this, uh, what's it called, you know, the banana you have in between when you do transfer sliding board or something? And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I have done that many times. I've done everything. And then, oh, wow, cool. You're fast. Yeah. But yeah. And then, then they looked. And I had never done it. I'm like, okay, now, now I have to do it, you know. <laughs> so I did it and <laughs> yeah. succeeded with basically everything. And they were like, oh, he has done it. And I said, ooh, I'm glad. That quickened up my rehab so much because I just said that I have done it already. <laughs> so <laughs> and like this. I had a really fun time there, you know. And I was like, like to shit myself in the beginning. And it happened like all the time. Like I had no control of my belly, right? So. Yeah. Like I could go into the where if I was out rolling, then a little later I could roll for maybe an hour or something. And I was out like, and I just slammed open the door to you know, where the, all the personnel sits. Like, I think I shit myself. Can someone come look? And then I slammed the door, you know. One guy comes like, yeah, it looks, we should do something about it. Yeah, okay, let's go, you know. So I, I had no, I don't have any barriers when it comes to these things, you know, because I realized I have to say it anyway, and I, they are here to help, and I am here to get help, you know, and uh, I was just as open as possible as I could, you know, and and uh, and they really dig, you know, that, uh, and uh, this guy, when he came and helped me, he said, oh, I really fucking like that, because some people come in here, and they can have a shit in their pants for, like, uh, many hours, and they don't say, you know, and it's not good, you know, and you just come and fucking shout at us, so we needs to come and smell and look, you know. <laughs> and like, <laughs> so a really fun time, you know, and, then, and but then I came home, I had to move back to my parents' home, to my old room, to my bo- boy room, mm. and... Uh, how how, uh, old, was, how old were you? Give, give us some context there. Uh, 23 uh, when I injured myself, right? So I was 23 years old, and uh, I had the right. Just I, as I said, I terminated my apartment leash right before going to India. But uh, I, all my, my, me and my friend were supposed to live in a house together. So I was on the on the top floor. I had put all my stuff on the top floor, mm-hmm. and uh, so we, I was supposed to move in there after India, right? So all my stuff was there. But uh, yeah, top floor stairs, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, coming like new re-injured it was too much so uh, so i moved home to my old room and uh, it was okay first but then i went to bed right i, I was in my bed and uh, i was super thirsty so i had uh, forgotten my glass like three meters from my bed <laughs> so uh, i look at the glass and I'm like uh, fuck and i'm super thirsty i'm like i'm i'm dying because i'm so thirsty that's how it felt and uh, it was in the middle of the night, I was super tired. It felt like I had to sleep now, but I have to drink before I sleep. Otherwise, I'm going to die because I didn't drink. Like, that's how it felt. And, <laughs> and uh, doing the transfer and going to the glass, getting the glass and back. And then when I went to bed, laid in bed, I was fucking, that's like the, when it hit me how much harder life is going to be because mm. 
that that much hassle to get to my glass. It took me a, a few minutes. I was not the best on transfers yet, and going up and you know. So that's everything got gray. Like for probably for one, two months, maybe or one month. I don't know, or a few weeks. <laughs> uh, time is very. I'm very bad on keeping time, but. Uh, um, Maximum two months, but about one month maybe. Yeah, fuck it. But I felt very grey. I felt like, uh, uh, like I was insecure. Like, uh, will I ever find love? And or those uh, mm. girls, they're giggling at me. You know, at the supermarket, they looked and giggle at do they giggle at my wheelchair. So I got really insecure there, and uh, and were like uh, feeling a little pity for myself. You know, for a month and shit. Uh, fucking I, I didn't go to my friends because I was scared to shit my pants you know and I didn't sit in the sofa I always sat in my wheelchair because if I had an accident you know I would be safer to be in the wheelchair so I could just roll home and fix it instead of uh, mm. uh, being in uh, furniture and shit so that was super uh, it sucked in the beginning and uh, then I got friends I had of course my family there friends and uh, I got help from uh, over the internet from a friend from germany with hypnotherapy and i started meditating uh, again you know uh, like going all in and then i think i said to myself like uh, okay if you are you gonna fucking do you have two choices i gave myself like two choices ultimately I, you're gonna lay in fucking bed or the couch and feel pity for myself and uh, live like a grave motherfucking wanna be myself for the rest of my life go or the second you make the best of what you got now you make the best of this situation i was like okay i'm gonna make the best of it there was nine like point of no return and then just boom and you know things started opening up and i started learning everything because my mind was focused on learning okay how like how do i optimize opening the door to the toilet so i came like in super science speed took the handle and opened the door at the same time i used the handle to like swing myself like with the centrifugal uh, force mm. and around and then when the door is open i'm coming like 180 degrees inside and closing the door at the same time with the with the push uh, on the same handle so i could do this in one motion like super quick i started optimizing like you know what i was like was in the toilet open the door close the door and was in the toilet and i one second or something so and the things like this i started focusing on the solutions and what's smarter like really paying attention to okay this transfer it looks pretty rough but how would I do it? So I started like feeling around, like if I if I have my hand here and my hand here, then it feels like I have a, the mo- the biggest chance to succeed this transfer. Like I started feeling I have more power like this, but if I do it like this, I have less power, so I will be here somewhere. I started really feeling around, you know, and uh, trying things and not be afraid. And and uh, then after, yeah, just starting to see all the solutions helped me a lot. And then the opportunities. Uh, started to come and uh, like one of the biggest changes was when i was uh, in uh, this ergi active the rehabilitation group i mentioned earlier the swedish rehab that's uh, when i started seeing uh, i saw like uh, people doing crazy shit in the wheelchair like going stairs and like oh look i'm skiing and oh i can do backflips and ah, no not backflips but they could do crazy shits you know and um, so <laughs> when i saw that it gave me this big like aha fucking hell these guys i fucking love these guys they are crazy they are cool and they do shit i want to be that as well just seeing that it existed like gave me this boost like boom okay let's fucking do this like the biggest boost so that's also why i i am so keen and uh, how, how why i want to give as much as possible because the most valuable thing i got like it was uh, certainly from uh, other people with spinal cord injuries like on the rehab because they did a lot and it gave me such a boost like boom so it was like super valuable for me so i want i know how valuable it can be and how valuable it is so i want to give that back you know so that's also why i'm doing this instagram videos and posts because i know how important it can be for someone as it was for me and and me too i I know that very well and look some of uh for those of you who haven't checked out uh loop whoops uh (laughs) Instagram page or his YouTube channel, and and I suggest you do. We'll we'll put all the links in the show notes. Uh, he, you know, Sebastian does some fantastic videos on, you know, for example, how do you how do you climb a, a narrow set of stairs on your bum, you know, and then haul your wheelchair up, 
this is this is adaptifier through and through, and this this you know why we've got you on the show here is because you've you've found ways to do things. You see it as a challenge, and then you just you lean into the challenge, right? So um, you definitely check out uh, a lot of these videos. Um, and and I yeah I commend you mate for for giving back to the community and you will be definitely inspiring others that are um, that that are in that position where they need to uh, to see what's possible right so yeah, it's yeah. super super cool Thanks, um, you yeah. tell us a little bit about a bobsled para bobsled how did you how did you get involved in that ah so uh, well my uh, a guy from the US. Dave Nichols contacted me because he had seen me on social media, so that's on Facebook. And uh, so he contacted me about, hey, dude, do you like speed? I was like, fucking hell, I missed the speed since I injured myself. Like, <laughs> tell me more about this. So it's like, ah, oh, Bob, you know, there's a, a, a school in Norway, which is, uh, it was back then, I lived in the northern Sweden, right? Uh, that was like a 16 hours drive or something. But I was moving to the south, so I was like, mm, I could move at the same time. So if I move south, I can, well, I can take all my gear, or all my, all my stuff, and uh, go to Parabob school and then move to the south. Well, yeah, so he contacted me and I was like, okay, fucking hell, let's do this. Uh, that looks insane. And I, as I said, I missed the speed. I missed the adrenaline, like uh, being in India and uh, like being uh, up in the Himalayas and doing flips and... Uh, being there and doing all these crazy stunts like that was adrenaline for me right then like it was like living on the edge you know so I, I looked for that feeling again and this looked like it could be and yeah so I went to Norway and I tried the parabob school and I was little I had two friends there so we like party at the same time and didn't take it too seriously but I really liked it like I was like man that's a that's one hell of a rush like like, like, like good minutes you know <laughs> the, the runs are like a minute uh, so long so a uh, really good minute you know and uh, yeah so then no one was competing for Sweden and uh, this one guy asked if I want to start competing because he's like man you you are really solid already like this is your first uh, week in your life and you're doing pretty fucking all right for being a beginner and I was like oh yeah sure so uh, I uh, I got help uh, like with sponsor sponsorship uh, via that way uh, to go and compete and i tried competing and you know quickly i i started doing really good you know uh, it was also as we talked about earlier i think it's a lot with the mind things because in in bob right you're in you have one minute uh, well about one minute this one the tracks are all, all from uh, 50 seconds to 120, 130 seconds, all the tracks I have done. Mm. And uh, you come up to speeds like 130. Well, my fastest is 128 kilometers per hour in Switzerland. And so you are in this ice tube, right? And you're on uh, four runners. Uh, and then you go like, and it can be a super drop, like one and a half kilometer drop and something. So it's a very, you go really fast and uh, and uh, yeah, you. Is it, so is it as dangerous yeah, as it as it actually looks? It's uh, well, one guy almost broke his neck uh, a few com- uh, competitions ago. So, but it's not as dangerous uh, as it was back in the days. Back in the days, you know, people died right to left and broke their hands, and because they had no safety and uh, the tracks were unsafe and untested. But now the tracks have been tested so much you know when people uh, if like if too many people die or injure themselves in a corner they've got to redo that corner so it's safer so like uh, <laughs> people sacrifice themselves for the safe track so. <laughs> crazy so uh, yeah but now it's pretty good but there can, it can still happen uh, i once blacked out because i hit my head so hard you know in the ice so i, I fainted and one guy, he the bob went 180 degrees and stopped, and he got fractures on his neck, and he's already paralyzed from TH4, I think. Uh, so, like, he was almost got became a tetraplegic, and so it it can be dangerous, uh, but uh, it's not as dangerous as it was back in days. So, what's the what's the scene like? You know, what are the other people that are doing it um, like, and and what's what is it like behind the scenes? You know, is it is it just is it? Are you guys all pretty wild, or is it? What is the yeah. scene? Yeah, I love it so much because it's like if you imagine it's it's people that uh, 
Uh, we all broke our backs, uh, and uh, or there are a few amputees as, as well. But uh, most of us, we, we broke our backs, you know. And then after we're breaking our back, we're like, yeah, let's fucking do uh, do bob sleigh, you know. <laughs> let's let's do it. And so it's like. Uh, it's skydivers, it's base jumpers, it's race car drivers, it's uh, all these kind of uh, it's like it's crazy speed uh, uh, dudes and dudettes, you know. So it's like uh, all are like wild and crazy and it's fucking lovely because all, everyone has strong personalities. So it's very strong characters uh, from all over the world. And But we all have love for each other all the time and it's like a, it's a very pleasant like uh, experience always when we are on this uh, comp- uh, competition weeks and trainings and so it's uh, really awesome and really cool people really really cool people i really love them all so uh, that's obviously one of your aspirations is to continue on and and uh, you know and and compete and 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 enjoy yourself doing that what are some other what are some other things that you're you're working on that you want to share with uh, with us and and where, where can people um connect with you what's the best way for people to to, to hook up with you uh probably on instagram i think it's the i i respond to all direct if it's not, like i got a fucking picture like a a while ago, like I just like I was, okay, someone sent my picture of the fucking asshole. I was like, I need to open the fucking app, delete this. Please don't send that. But you know, I respond to all direct messages. But if it's too sketchy, like it's like only a picture with like, uh, you you might not want to see this with the warning. You know, then I will probably not watch it because I have no PTSD trauma from these things. But <laughs> sudden <laughs> surprise buttholes, you know. So, but uh, I respond to all DMs and I I really try to I, I try to give back what uh, what everyone what anyone gives me. If, if you give me a high, I will give you a high. You know, if you give me love, I will give you love. I always try to give back this the same I get and and not ignore anyone. I. I think uh, it's very important uh, if we are in a situation where we want to say something, then uh, I think it should always be a dialogue, right? I kind of, uh, I really, if, uh, I really hate seeing, like, not hate, but the hate is kind of strong, but I really dislike seeing uh, if I go on an Instagram page and uh, I ask something maybe from these things and no response to no one, you know, I like, okay, if you're too important or if you don't have the time to respond to my comment, then, uh, okay, bye-bye. I don't have time for you as well, you know. Mm. So it's like, uh, I think it's important to to give and give, you know, both ways always. So, yeah, for sure, Instagram, there's a, because I don't, Facebook, it's, a, I use it privately, like with only like family and uh, and friends. And uh, I don't have a messenger on my phone, so I rarely read the chat and uh, but uh, yeah, Instagram. That's uh, that's your place. For sure. Yeah, yeah, that, that's my place. Hey, and so what? What does the future hold for you? What uh, do you, do you think about the future? Uh, yeah, I think about the future uh, for sure. It's yeah, but uh, mostly when I think about the future, it's mostly to reflect on my goals. Am I still on track? And uh, like, do I need to change my goals a little bit, or or like this? And just go in more into detail. I have lofty goals. I like to think like. Uh, I have big lofty dreams, you know, fantasy dreams that maybe it's not even possible, but uh, I take small realistic steps every day to make them true, right? So so I can all, every day I can make small things to make my big fantasy dreams come true. So this is uh, how I think, but I reflect on what the go big goals are as well. I learned I learned many years ago that uh, just a simple phrase really like so you, you talk about having a goal and and I have I have goals and and I and I write them down and the the sort of acid test if you like was you know if if what you're doing right now isn't helping you get closer to that goal then you know then then don't do it <laughs> you know and and, yeah. and it, it, it kind of helps you get clear you know so in your example you're talking about gaming you know maybe maybe you'd actually just stop and go is gaming right now all day actually helping me get to where i want to be in parabobsled or whatever and and if it yeah. is then you're like yeah cool and, and if not you know it's, it's not always black and white but but it it, it certainly helped me stay focused on on what I really wanted to achieve because time is yeah. so short and you really don't, I don't really want to waste a, I don't want to waste a moment on, on things that aren't, 
aren't important to me or or my family or or my friends as people around me that I that I care mm-hmm. deeply about. So, so yeah, man. I, I mean, I think I'm really excited to see what some of these lofty goals are. I, I mean, I don't I don't know if I don't know, I don't know if you want to share any or not, but um, but I'm I'm excited to to get to know you some more on this podcast. Thanks so much for for joining me. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, and thank you. You know, thank thanks for being so open and honest about uh, about your journey. It's uh, you know quite incredible that you're sitting on the edge of a bridge, and you totally turned your life around. Then faced another incredible challenge, and the way you've been able to uh, um, use use your mind and um, and 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 make a great life, and the the way that you give back and you give back in terms of humour and wheelchair tips. I, I think it's admirable, and uh, you know I thank you so very much. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, and um, make sure you come down to New Zealand, um, and and when you do, look me up, um, and uh, and and we'll see if we can. Uh, yeah, I've got a couple of couple of friends that do crazy stuff. Jezza Williams, uh, he'll uh, he'll be sure to um, hook you up with some uh, some adrenaline seeking things. And New Zealand is uh, you know the capital of the world for uh, for adrenaline uh, sports and, and things like that. So. Uh, <laughs> I think you'd love Queenstown. It's a hedonistic place full of, uh, full of travelers and also uh, great outdoors and adventure. So uh, it should be on your list for sure. For sure is now, 100%. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, um, look, forward to, uh, look forward to connecting with you again sometime soon. Thanks once again. I appreciate it. Yeah, 100%. Thanks a lot. It was uh, really nice. It was funny to talk to you. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and meeting today's Adaptifier. To learn more about Adaptify and the products we have in development, products that will increase freedom for wheelchair users, go to adaptdefy.com. That's A-D-A-P-T-D-E-F-Y.com. We're also on all the major social media platforms at Adaptify. Follow us there for more behind the scenes looks more up-to-date information on product releases. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Look forward to catching you next time.